Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Something Podcast. Welcome to a very special episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast, the Sutton Podcast. We've got another from the XU's View series, and today joining me, and I'm going to talk like a little little school kid, um, is Lenny Dennis. Hello, Lenny. How are you? I'm fine, actually. Yeah, a bit bit busy today, rushing around, but I was on strike because I teach, you see, so I was oh. on strike day, so I managed to get lots of things done today. Perfect, perfect. Um, we're going to have a little chat about your career, your memories of Sutton United over the years. Um, I shouldn't take long, then. Obviously, if anyone, if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting through the one-time donations or regular subscriptions on Patreon. Um, Visit the website for more details. I'm really glad you're here listening and can't wait to share some of Lenny's stories and thoughts. Um, Firstly, as I'm sure you know, the club has grown dramatically in Mm. the last 10 years or so. So there's going to be lots of fairly new supporters who yeah. you're just a, a name on the wall. Um, so, not even that. <laughs> so do you want to give them a little potted history of your career of before you came to Sutton, your time at Sutton and your time after, as much as you can remember? You don't have to see the details. Also, <laughs> maybe this can be played back as a bedtime thing so a lot of the kids will fall asleep <laughs> if they're listening. So, so, 
so I was about 16 and you know, I, um, I was at Bromley youth team in the early 80s something like that and then I progressed from there and I went to Dulwich Hamlet and then uh, it was quite funny because we were we were due to play Sutton and this is when John was playing there with a big with a big guy Bobby Green left back John and I think I don't even think Tony was in the team then um but John was a centre half I remember uh, I can't remember who was in goal now it was um oh my gosh I've forgotten, I've forgotten who, who was in goal for Sutton at the time but they had all the big all the big stars really and and I wasn't really playing for Dulwich at the time I was I was subbed I'd get the occasional I'd come on if Paul Harding was injured or some of the other guys um Injured. And then one day, Billy Smith, um, he was our top manager, top manager at the time at Dulwich, he um, did a team talk and he said, well, so-and-so's out injured, so-and-so's out injured, so we're going to have to go with Lenny tonight. And I thought, oh, cheers, Billy. <laughs> so anyway, I played and it was the best game I had played for Dulwich Hamlet. And I, you know, I even shot myself. I won a few headers against John and no one beat John in the end in those days. So I was I was a bit shocked myself, but um, I managed to do right that, that day. And then um, uh, I got a nod because Steve Steve Galloway, legend at Sutton, Steve was going somewhere. I think he was going to Sweden and uh, Barry, God bless Barry, was looking for forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, oh, well, yeah, the guy who played against us at Dulwich, uh, he did all right, so maybe we can have him down. So... At that time, Sutton were the, they were like the Liverpool, the Man City, really, of uh, non-league football. They were huge. So everyone knew, you know, all the players would turn up and everyone's like, oh, there's so-and-so, so-and-so from Sutton, so-and-so. So when um, the manager said at the time that they wanted me, you know, I started laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then he said, no, they do. So I went along to see Barry. I was a nervous wreck. I sat outside in my Batson Cherry for about half an hour before going in to see him. I was so nervous to see him and walking through Gander Green Lane at the time. So he sort of took me around. He said, blah, 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 so-and-so, so-and-so. Some of the lads were there at the time. He introduced me to him, even though I knew them all anyway. And it just it took off from there. I was, I was, uh, I was quite fortunate, really. I wasn't a, a speed person. I wasn't good at turning. I wasn't, you know, dribbling past anyone. I, um, I remember Barry said to me, <laughs> he said, you've got two jobs, Lenny. So can you manage to do these two jobs? And I said, yeah, go on in, Barry. He said, one is to hold the ball up and then go far post. And that's it. That's all you have to do. I was like, oh, okay, that seemed quite easy. I'll, I'll have a go at that and uh, manage to fit in quite well. But it's but it's really easy when you've got quality players around you. You know, not to say I didn't have a dullage, but at Sutton you've got, you know, we had players like Mickey Stevens. You could make a run and he would just spot you just like that. Uh, Joycey was still playing then at the time. You know, uh, the Gollies, Paul Paul Rogers, who was playing up front. And then when I arrived, they put me midfield. So I take full credit for him going pro. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, but, but the main thing that we had was like a family feeling about the club. Uh, all the lads were just brilliant together. You know, we didn't have any any big I ams, you know, we just played as a team. And uh, that's what got us through a lot of situations, I think. It was really good. I hope people haven't fallen asleep yet. No, not like, at all. Not at all. So one, one of my <laughs> first questions, and you kind of touched on it, is what, what did you what did you know about the club when mm. you first joined? And and um and again a little bit you've mentioned is it how did it turn turn around that you you, you joined? So mm. we sort of headhunted you, was it? Um I'm not even sure whether I was headhunted. I just think I was lucky to be there at the right time. 
to be honest, because I knew a lot of, you know, there are a lot of players who were doing really well at the time. And uh, I was just fortunate that, that I was in the right place at the right time. And then something, something came in for me and I wasn't going to say no. Um, and Barry was just brilliant. Barry used to, I, I can't remember Barry ever shouting. He, he never shouted at a and one game, I can't remember, I think it was a Surrey Senior Cup game or something. And I was apt, I was shocking. I was really, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't control, you know, some of the supporters were saying, oh yeah, which game was that then? I can name a few. But I was shocking. I was coming off and Barry came up to me on the halfway line and he walked back with me to the changing room. And he just said to me, um, Len, I don't know whether you know when Lenny Dennis is going to turn up tonight. Because their centre half, you know, he's been playing by himself at uh, at the back then. So um, if you see Lenny, could you tell him to come out for the second half? And I just, I just said, yeah. And then the second half came. I did all right. I think I scored a couple of goals. And he came up to me at the end and he said, oh, it's a good job you came. You know, it's a good job you turned up. There was a guy playing up front with you earlier. He was useless. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing. Because there's no point screaming and shouting at certain players. I was, I was never the type of player who would... Um, really want to play for somebody screaming and shouting at me. I'm, I'm more of a player, uh, you, you know, where the manager would oh. actually give a little bit of confidence. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of confidence. And yeah. as a forward, yeah, as a forward, yeah. that's all you want. Yeah. That's all you well, I've, I've sort of seen similar, um, different things throughout the season of people having little moans of players not doing very well. And I'm like, you can't tell a football player whether they've played badly. They know. Oh, they know. Yeah. They know long before you know. Um, yeah, so there's yeah, absolutely yeah. no point in, in doing yeah. it because even if even me watching the game I'll be like oh you played quite well and you're like no I missed this what? I did this I did that and you're like okay I thought you played alright so let's calm down um, yeah. but if you had to pick a favourite moment that encapsulate your memory of Sutton United um, that's your little highlight reel what is that moment for, for Lenny to be the, his Sutton United experience just one I know it's horrible one TikTok moment is your um, Sutton United experience? I think for me, lots of people would say the the Coventry game. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I can't really remember a lot of it. I, <laughs> I was so nervous before the game. And leading up to it, I'd, I, I was, you know, I couldn't sleep the night before. I was really nervous. and everything. But as soon as the game started, I was all right. But I think the moment for me was when I ran out onto the pitch and I saw Silver Regis. Now, for me, for many young, young black players, at that time, there weren't a lot of black players, you know, especially forwards. There was Viv Anderson, you had Remy Moses, Brendan Batson, um, Ruben Agbola, I remember he was at Southampton. Um, Paul Lynch came a little bit later on. But at that time, we didn't have any forwards, Laurie Cunningham and Silver Regis. And I just used to love watching Silver Regis play. Uh, the way he sort of, uh, you know, held the ball up. It did, I'm not comparing myself at all. No, I know. <laughs> but, but he was the sort of uh, player that I looked up to and everything. Even playing, uh, I've got a picture of, I'm standing next to him and uh, you can see that he'd been to the gym that day and I missed my day. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, and, he, um, yeah, go on. He, he was one of my um, heroes as well. I think we, we spoke about him uh, before he's, he, he went to the same school that my dad oh, went to and I went to. Wow. Um, and one of my, I mean. In Hayes, Hayes, wasn't it? No, he, he went to, he's, he was he played in Hayes, but his school yeah. was in Halston. Oh, um, right. Okay. Cardinal yeah, Hinsley yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, but my, 
one of my things whenever you see a player playing in the england shirt you always mm. sit there and go no 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 <laughs> the only person who wore that england shirt like a triangle was <laughs> several <laughs> regions and looking looking back now you're like he wasn't actually that big but i just remember him being giant <laughs> huge i saw him running out and i wanted to go up to him in the warm-up and just say oh hi cyril uh, you know but then i thought maybe it's not the occasion and then at the end uh they were running off and i was looking to see if i could see him and they just ran off they got in the bus so i was you know obviously i was really pleased that we beat them i was I, you know i was going as mad as everyone but deep down i was really disappointed i couldn't get to even meet him you know i, yeah. I was really gutted i was driving back and i was like oh god you know really brilliant day that we beat them but i couldn't get to see who's not my sporting hero and, I was like, mm. just brilliant. and then the other time which is which is a completely different thing now we played bath and bath away in the league game and i don't know what it was about bath but i always used to score against them I always used to get hat tricks against them and uh i think my third goal away it was tony tony reigns uh, you, you know you, you could you could name a lot of tricky wingers ray sonix um, mickey stevens mickey mickey cornwall you know but tony tony reigns ran down the wing beat two players and, and you you know you know you'd think that'd be it the referee would blow the whistle and say that's it and then he whipped in a great cross and i and i scored from from that so that's another moment as well i think i was in shock and it just hit me on the head and went in right <laughs> but tony's listening to this he, he's, he's up there brilliant <laughs> well you may, you mentioned tony and you mentioned the coventry match now i spoke to tony a couple months ago yeah i saw he that one said, did you? he did mention that i should say something to you about about the coventry match oh and and a slightly a different disappointment that you had because apparently you mentioned a few days later that you hadn't received your present from the police that was funny yeah uh, whenever we used to go to away games uh, i think it was the norwich game or, or something uh I, um i used to be a little bit of a joke and i used to come out with one liners and nigel used to reprimand me big nigel golly used to say that's enough len i'll be all right sorry nigel sorry sorry so anyway there um i said to barry oh it looks like there's a there's there's a big police presence today and he went yes and i went well i didn't get anything from him i didn't get any presence at all so, <laughs> so some of some of my jokes were a little bit a little bit worried. i had another one actually which was crazy some of the lads even give me stick today was um we used to have a drinks contain um a drinks thing halfway up the coach and i used to wander up and i and we'd have all different drinks we'd have tea coffee and everything and we'd have hot chocolate so i'd go up and i'd say um anyone want any hot chocolate and they'd say yes yeah. so i'd say study with the kids <laughs> <laughs> some, some of the younger fans won't know anything about that they'll go right over their heads yeah but you could do that better nowadays yeah oh yes <laughs> <laughs> call me errol <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned obviously the, the, the growing up playing football not having <clears throat> many people to, to look towards um because again i think we spoke about this last summer and people just won't <clears throat> won't get this um i remember um laurie cunningham partly because my dad used to tell me that he played with him which for years and years and years i assumed was was a whole bunch of bs um but apparently <laughs> apparently when they were at Leighton orient him laurie and um tony greenish used to play whatever but my dad used to play and tony greenish used to play for they play for hendon sorry um yeah. under fake names because oh my dad used to play gaelic football a lot 
mm. and you weren't allowed to play Gaelic and soccer um, at all. So they used to all play for Hendon's reserves or some kind of fake names. Yeah. I never believed it, but then I found something in, in, in this stuff when he passed away that there was something that made me go, oh, hang on a minute, that story's true. So do, oh, all the rest oh, no. of them are true. No. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember them being at West Brom as the, the three degrees mm, yeah. trailblazers. My real memory is the the next batch of, of young black players, especially mm. at Arsenal, with, mm. and to me that was just playing football. I yeah. didn't realise how sort of significant it was at the time. Mm. Um, and I know we spoke last mm. time about certain difficulties um, in the games on the pitches, um, but. What was what was it like playing football with just literally no one to look towards? Was it a bit weird or? Um, well, I was I was fortunate uh, when I first started playing like non-league, um, and and then you know properly playing non-league like when I when I went to Sutton. That um, we were in the Ryman League at the time, um, and then uh, I think I was there for two seasons, and then we we went up. And uh, there, there was a funny moment when John was there. John Jr. It was so funny when we played Kingstonians, I think. And if we won that game, we we won the league and we were at home. I think the week before we'd lost to Yeovil away at Yeovil, something like two one or one nil or something like that. And then we were we were playing at home, and um, there must have been about five minutes left. And uh, John was at the near post with his arm. On leaning on the post, everyone else is panicking around him, marking up, marking up, frantically marking up. And Johnny's just turned to me and he said, You're right, Len. And I've gone, Yeah, 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 yeah. It's right, I've got him, I've got him, I've got him. And he said, Yeah, how does it feel to be a couple of minutes away from winning the league? <laughs> no other player would ever have the guts and front to say something like that. I just looked at him and laughed nervously and then ran off with the player I was supposed to be marking. But um, no, I'm, 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 I mean, looking back then, I, I didn't really have anyone because Cyril Regis was coming towards the end of his career. Mm. So I was looking to some of the other players. Paul Lintz was was huge at the time and he was the first black captain mm. of England, obviously Viv Anderson. Um, but, but Paul Lintz, I did um, my dissertation at uni, um, the introduction of black players to the Football League. And I had to go up to manchester and i was trying to do an interview with him but i couldn't get to see him but i went to the history i went all the way back to when my parents first came to england right. in the 50s so i i did a mini interview with them and my mum loved it <laughs> and then right up to the present day so you, you know i love looking at all that kind of stuff to see just just how far sort of black players have managed to come but for me i would love to see um more black managers in the game that that would be really good. At the same time, I don't want a black manager to be picked just because he's black. Because yeah, see, I would want that. I, I <laughs> I'm going way out on a limb here. I don't I don't mm. I've got no nothing to back this up. Um, yeah, but because of the way the game changed and the money in the game, there's a lot of less there's a lot less players who need to go into management. Yeah, and therefore when players retire. Mm. They're like, you know what? I can't be bothered with all that. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not going to take all that that, that crap that goes yeah. with it. So I'm yeah. just wondering if 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 the two coincide. I mean, Incy's um, he seemed to be doing all right at Reading, but then there's yeah. there's even crumbling. I, I wouldn't like to be a football manager these days because, um, as you know, we've got Matt. He's been with us less than four years, and I think he's the seventh mm. longest serving manager in the '92. Yeah, so, yeah, it's quite strange. Um, 
I think people want instant success now, and uh, especially now in the non-league game, which is, you know, might as well might as well just call it the fifth division. You know, the conference now, the national conference um, is more or less a fifth division. And and then I go and watch Dulwich um, play quite often now, mm-hmm. just up the road from where I work. So I watch them play, and when they're warming up, the guys look about six six, all of them, but they're six six and not not sort of your typical six foot six guy who can't move. Yeah. They're all really mobile, and the first touch is just bang. And and I look back, I can I can never forget when I was watching. Uh, I was at Sutton at the time. I just joined, no a few years into joining Sutton, and um, I don't know if you remember, but Wire TV used to do a lot of live non-league games, and um, I think it was called Wire Wire TV. And uh, I was watching an Italian game, and I was just flicking, and I managed to get wire tv and i've got oh my god this this game looks terrible it looks so poor and it was a team wearing um black and white stripes against another and it turned out it was stafford range syrian alley playing i think it was run corn at the time and i was like, oh my god it's our league <laughs> it looks terrible and i was thinking oh my god do we actually look like that is that what yeah. we look like what we yeah i mean you, you keep talking about your phone yeah, you keep talking about your first touch not being great, but your sixth or seventh was all right. <laughs> <laughs> After they've got it from down the road. Yeah, John's been brought up a few times with different people that I've yeah. spoken to, obviously, because he went on to, to manage as well. Yeah. Um, and it was, I spoke to uh, the, the player, Matt Gray, and he was just telling me how respected he was as a as a manager within non-league. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is odd because obviously to me, I don't pay an awful lot of attention to outside of Sutton. And um, when I hear other people talking about Sutton, I'm like, oh, hang on, what? <laughs> is, yeah. is that how it's seen by everyone? Um, but here's one. It's a horrible question. Are you ready? <laughs> so the best player that you played with at Sutton, so the one that you've got the ball, you need a goal, you need something to happen, and you've got like 30 seconds to go, the clutch. Who are you giving the ball to? Who are you looking for? Oh, gosh. I hate having to say this now. <laughs> I hate having to say. No, no. I've got to. I, I've I've played with oh, loads of players over there, even like a young Gary Abbott. I, I was at this. I was in the district team with Gary Abbott and then ended up playing with him at Welling. So but I think there's one player who we've uh, when we were matched together, you know, um, we just click from the first game. It's got to be Macca, Paul McKinnon. He's, uh, he's unbelievable. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The amount of goals that he used to score. You know, I used to look through the program and say, oh, 
Um, I must be top. Oh, no, I'm second still. <laughs> Mac, Mac has got 28 goals more than me, and he's only <laughs> September. <laughs> no, I told you. He, he, he just had this knack. Like, um, it would be a corner. Nigel would always win every ball near post, um, and he'd flick it on, and I'd look, and Mac was there. I think, how did he, how did he know? The ball was going there. He, he he just had this freakish way, and um, I used to see lots of defenders at at the start of games because I'm I'm quite big on the psychology side of football. Sometimes we we play some teams, and you could see in the warm up they were beaten already. I used to see centre forwards who were really good, and they'd see John warming up, and they they just they didn't want to know for the game. And John, yeah, yeah and John wasn't a dirty player, yeah. but. He, he he had really good football brain and and his positional play was unbelievable. Uh, he wasn't really fast, John either, but he but his positional play was excellent, same as Tony. So uh, I used to see a lot of players crumble, but Maka, I used to see defenders sort of just shake and want to pass him on. They'd say, "Oh, you know, can you get him? Watch the ten. And I'd think, "Oh my god!" But no, no, but no, he he would probably be the best and a lovely guy as well. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard. And the most politest footballer ever. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever heard Maka swear. Really? Wow. Yeah. He would occasionally say flip. Oh, blimey. And damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd never hear I'd never hear him uh I'd never hear him swear at all. Lovely guy, lovely guy. Really nice. Uh, I've said this a few times. Um <clears throat> I, I, I had I had a very I was very young, so let's let's preface that with, with I was very young and I didn't quite understand it. I, I I was very negative towards him because um here you were in August, September, slogging away, and <laughs> next thing this fella swans in from Sweden. Oh yeah. And, Everyone starts going, yeah, Macca's here, Macca's here. And I'm like, excuse me, my <laughs> Lenny has been going up and down and you suddenly hero worship this guy. <laughs> no, so, yeah. Macca, yeah. Macca actually um, uh, made it possible for me to go to Sweden because he was getting married one summer and uh, he asked me whether whether I wanted to go. So um, um, I had to chat to Barry and Barry said, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you can go. And uh, I was quite lucky. I, I went over there. But unfortunately the time i went in 89 um i came back and barry had gone and we had a new manager so i was gutted about that so i never really got to say goodbye to him. even though i phoned him up we had a chat several times but um yeah it was because of paul paul said to me you know he's getting married to fancy going to sweden so i went out in october the uh, maca found it's really funny i went i went out in october and i've turned up Typical boy from South London, I've turned up in just a top, just a hat <clears throat> and shorts. And it was like minus 10 in Sweden. And the guys over there said, you know, haven't you got any, you haven't got any kit? I went, no. So they had to kick me out with all the stuff. But I loved it over there. It, um, you know, it really helped my touch, even though people might not know. <laughs> but, but just a different way of going around and uh, they even looked at your diet what what you know drinking what should you eat what should you do you know do this before games after games we used to warm down and that was never heard of in England we never used to warm down we never used to have a little drink break we never used to do anything yeah. like that. but training over there we used to have um, drink breaks during training and it was crazy and stretching a lot of stretching and everything but yeah Mac Mac has got to be the best best player 
even though it burns me to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a very strange English thing that, because um, again, it was always weird growing up. No, no English players ever seemed to go abroad. Yeah, I think no. Rush famously went. Um, yeah, went to Juventus. He went to Juventus and said it was like a foreign country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it was like a foreign country. Um, yeah, he came but, back after a couple of months or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's all those little things that obviously have now come into the English game that make sense. Yeah. I, mean, the, yeah. I don't know when the last time it down to Lane, but the, the Sutton team for many, many years now, they do a little half lap after end every match. It's just a little oh, thank, thank you to the fans. I know it's not just a thank you to the fans. It's a little half yeah. down. But while you're doing the warm down, give everyone a little clap. And I'm like, that's yeah. very clever. That. That's very good. good um, I mean, even even now when they come out um, after after what was it after half time when they come out, they've they've normally got the fitness guy who hmm. puts the little markers up and they do little drills, yeah. which yeah. is really good because it gets you warmed up for games rather than yeah. we used to go and have a cup of tea and mm. or, you know a bit egg, of orange egg sandwich. I think John was there with a cigar. <laughs> that was on the pitch. He was on the and pitch. Yeah, the yeah. And then, um, and then we go out for the second half, and yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But we never had any warm down. We didn't have any warm down at all. Yeah, but it was again, it was the same for the other team as well, though. So it's not like they <laughs> oh, had yeah. So everyone was doing a similar thing. So, mm. so can you remember any particular supporters or areas of the ground where that were? quite particularly supportive of you particularly twice um supportive or negative to you at the time so was there any sort of area of the ground that you were like oh god not them again or or were you like come on yeah go and celebrate to them i was actually lucky that um what was it when i joined sutton i don't think the, the first game i didn't score against bogner and i should have scored um away from home and and until you score as a forward you get judged by your goals. You, there's nothing else that you can be judged on. So if you're scoring, everyone loves you. Whether you've done well during the game, I could I could be rubbish during the game. And then I score at the end, 1-0. Who scored? You look in the paper, Dennis, or normally McKinnon. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you'd always look the next day and then I'd go into work and then people say, oh, you know, you did well, you scored. And But, you know, as a as a forward, but I was very lucky. I was very lucky. I didn't really. I can't remember any time where I got any stick from the Sutton supporters because I was lucky to be in a team where you know I had so many chances. If if I didn't put most of them away, you know, there was something wrong with me. Uh, I think the longest I went without scoring was about five games, I think, and then we played quickly away, and I scored then, and um, you know the supporters going mad. But my favorite favorite supporter and he loved this now apart from yourself of course has <laughs> has to be the one and only mr frake <laughs> he, he top, whenever i've played whenever i played if i played a good game he'd be the first to come oh, blah, 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 blah. if i played a bad game he'd be honest and he'd say well look forward to tuesday <laughs> <laughs> you know and um, yeah yeah he's a nice guy mark yeah and he, he's, he's one of proper Sutton supporters. When when we went to Jersey, we went to Jersey um, after the Middlesbrough game, I think it was, when um, the, the uh, chairman at the time, Dave, Dave Fairbrother said, uh, no, Dave, Dave Armitage said, um, we're going to treat you guys. Um, you're going abroad. You know, you've done really well, so we can organise something and we're all in the change room. And 
Paul Rogers, who was the comedian, you know, his top top with him and Phil Phil Dawson. That lot, they were so funny. And um, they said, "Oh, right, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go?" And then they came in and they said, "Oh, you're going to Jersey." <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was like, "What? What? We're going to Jersey?" But the funny thing, what what funny thing, the brilliant thing was, we were playing the Jersey national team and we ran out to warm up. And behind one of the goals, I think there were about five Sutton supporters, proper Sutton supporters, you know, that travelled over there to watch the game. We were shocked. We couldn't believe it. You know, I had a lump in my throat, I must admit, <laughs> to say these guys are brilliant, you know, really good to do to do that. Outstanding. Yeah. Really good. Um, yeah. I, I know it was a little bit before your time, but he, he was one of the uh, few that went to the Italian, Anglo-Italian Oh, games. wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he did those well. He's mentioned it a few times, I think. <laughs> um, so you kind of touched a little bit on some of the other things that happened around the club, but are there any stories from the training ground or dressing rooms or nights out that the passing of time <laughs> allows you to say? You do not have to name names, but obviously people will well, know who you're talking about. Yeah, I've got to keep it clean. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think. Well, going going back, and the lads who went obviously um, would know about this, <laughs> and I'm keeping it, and, and I do have to <laughs> keep it clean. I to put my politician's head on. Um, we went out for one night. We we came back, and above our hotel there was a, a light. There was like a red light shining, and one one of the players I won't say who it was. One of the players was seeing. <laughs> was actually sitting outside on the light itself, stark naked, pretending that he was um, a lady of the night, shall we say. And he was beckoning us, come on, lads, come in. <laughs> that's got to be one of the funniest, one of the funniest moments that's, that's, that's happened for me, personally. And then another time as well, um, the same player who was sitting on the top, I'm not going to name him. Right, <laughs> Let's just say he was uh, an outstanding midfield player. That's all I can say. <laughs> an outstanding midfield player. And um, um, him and another couple of his mates, I'm not going to name them, um, decided to put soap on the floor in the changing rooms. And our changing room was, was huge. So <laughs> I went into the shower and all you could see were these three guys running along and sliding along into the showers just sliding all the way along the changing room it's just like crazy crazy but but that was funny i've got one more one other story as well when remember francis francis wear a tifi we yeah watching the first play. we uh played away oh, where was it but we but we had to get the train we had to get the train on so we we're at houston and edgar was shattered right he'd had a really good game i think he scored scored a couple of goals away from home and uh he made the cardinals Con mistake of falling asleep in front of the lads. Don't do that. If you do that, you, you're just wait. You're just asking for for trouble. So he he was dozing a bit, and people were looking at him and just saying, "No, no, 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 no! Don't doze off." Kept on dozing. Eventually, fell asleep. One of the players, I'm not going to name names, Phil Dawson, decided <laughs> decided to get some talcum powder and pour it all over him, all over his jacket. Everything, oh and uh, I think Barry Barry came along, looked at it, he went, "What's going?" And he just walked off. Yeah, I've seen him with this. <laughs> and so we, we pulled in, and I think somebody gave him a nudge, 
and he just went potty because he had to go. He was just covered in it. Every bit, he was just mad. Just mad. I've got others, but I can't. I don't think I can. No, okay. <laughs> I'll take the guilty. I mean, innocent. <laughs> so, in your time at Sutton, do you do you feel you underachieved, overachieved, or was about right for um for 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 what you were doing, and how does that compare to other clubs you were at? I think I probably, if I'm totally honest, I think I overachieved there because I never really saw myself as a as. Uh, you know, everyone knows I love to laugh, laugh and joke and everything. I do. But I never saw myself as a top, top striker. I, I was doing all right. There were like a few seasons where I came, I think I came second top goal scorer in the league and stuff like that. And I loved it there and everything. But I think if somebody would have said to me when I was at Dulwich, just trying to get in the team, in three years' time, you're going to be at Sutton United and, and you're going to be winning that league and then playing in the conference and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, no, no, I don't think so. But because of the um, coaching that I got there from Barry, um, from from all of the coaches there, you know, and uh, all the lads as well, we had such a good team spirit. There's no good having two or three really outstanding players and then, um, you know, the rest of the team that don't talk or anything like that. Lots of times we used to go out the um, I think the main thing is that we didn't have any cliques. Mm. Um, I've I've played in a couple of teams when I left Sutton where we had some cliques, you know, some and it and it didn't work. Didn't work because you can see it. You take it onto the pitch. You take it onto the pitch, and when when someone's in trouble, um, the best time to see that is if <laughs> if one of the players gets involved <laughs> and it gets a little bit scuffly. Uh, the teams who stick together, when everyone's there, yeah. then it then it works out. Yeah. Teams are isolated. You've got one guy and you've got like two or three others who are pushing them and now you know, don't get anyone else from your team over. But, you know, we had some people like Big Nige. When he came up with everyone else scattered. <laughs> Mark, Mark yeah. Dolly, to, you yeah. know, Tony, John, those guys, you know, the other teams, they didn't really want to mess with them. So um, we had a really good team spirit. And uh, as I said before, what Barry told me to do was simple. He just said, "This is all I want. This is all I want you to do. Just do this, and we'll be happy with you." So I just did that, and that was it. Okay. Um, yeah. You mentioned how you all get on. Obviously, it's, it's great. We, we, every now and then, we see you guys, the Coventry team, um, mm. back back at Canada Green Lane. But you and um, Robin, are your you godfather, or yeah, I, I, I'm quite ashamed of this now. Now I'm godfather to one of his girls, Seren, but mm. I've hardly seen it. I've just it's been a nightmare. And he will tell you, he he will sit there and go, yes, you should be ashamed. But <laughs> he didn't. He is up in Wales. That's my excuse. Yeah. No, my he excuse. didn't say that at all. He, he mentioned that how close we were. You were even a good father to his father. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, we are close. You know, um, I haven't spoken for a while to um, uh, Jonesy, but we used to, um, it used to be me, um, Robin's wife, Teresa, and my girlfriend at the time, Sue, we always used to go out. We used to go for meals and stuff like that. They used to come down to ours for meals. So we're always close. And we've, you know, they've always been, we've always been really close to uh, Robin and his family. Yeah. Lovely guy. Jones is so, so funny as well. If I went through the team, it, 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 it was just, it was just really, it was, it was crazy. I could actually tell you one more funny story. And Nigel, Nigel won't mind. He doesn't know where I live now. That's a <laughs> We played, um, I think we were at Haraboa 
Caraborough, and this is a story in, including Mickey Cornwall as well. And Mickey Cornwall played in the hole, didn't he? So he was like the original player. Before all of these modern players, you played in hold the 10, the number 10 role. Um, so he played in that role. That was his thing that Barry created. And so teams didn't know whether to drop a uh, midfield player in to mark him or to release one of the central defenders. So either way, there, there'd be a hole created. So, you know, Mickey created that role. So we played one game uh, over, at, I think it was Harrow, Harrow Bell. And Big Nigel was playing and Mark were playing, you know, the, uh, the Golly Brothers. Don't, mm-hmm. don't mess with them. <laughs> and I think Mark got sent off. Mark got sent off quite early. And um, I think we drew the game in the end 2-2. Two, two, two. So Barry came in, he did his talk and he said, you know, we're making it hard for ourselves. It's not good the way we're doing this. And Mickey Cornwall piped up and he said, well, we would stand a better chance if we didn't have players sent off for stupid things. And it all went quiet. It was like a pin, could have heard a pin drop in there. And Nigel just lost it. Nigel lost it. We had to, I think there were about seven of us holding him back. <laughs> and in the corner, Mickey Corner was, was like, <laughs> it was it was so funny. I, I mean, afterwards we had a great laugh about it. But at the time it was quite it was quite yeah. scary. But but this is this is how we got through because it was like a family. It was so yeah. good. You, you, you know, all the lads there. There wasn't one player that that I could say from that squad that I'd say that I wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't want to go for a drink with and all that. And it wasn't just a team. We had a really good squad. We'd have players who would be playing uh, for the first team, then they're in the reserves, playing the first team in the reserves. And they come in when they were needed and they do a really good job. And then they go out again, they come in and go out, you know. So um, it wasn't just the same 11 or 12 players. We had a really good squad and no one moaned if they were, you know, if they were left out and anything. So I was I was, I was, was very fortunate to um, to have had that opportunity, I think, to have been a son. I mean, you, you can tell as a, as a, as a supporter watching, you, you can tell when people get on. I mean, the current crop, I keep, I keep saying it, um, you can just tell they're giving that little tiny bit extra yeah. Because they don't want to be on the training ground on Monday with everyone taking the piss out of them because yeah, they, yeah. They, they let that fella get past them. Yeah. So I, I think it helps. And as you say, when there's a little bit of a um, some handbags, mm. you, you take names, you see who's not getting involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But what what one moment? So we're putting together a little highlight reel of all yeah. of some players. What one Lenny Dennis moment? goes on the highlight reel that you want Sutton fans to remember you for? Oh, oh, it's got to be scoring the goal at Aylesbury that got us through to the third round. <laughs> yeah. That was that was strange because I, I can remember, I think it was Phil Dawson who played me through from the halfway line and I went through and I used to hate that situation where I had too much time to think, shall I go around the or shall I shoot early? Shall I try to check in? And... Um, I think the only other time I used to have that was when I was like I was like a younger player and I used to be fed through, but it went through and um, I uh, I couldn't actually decide what to do and the keeper came and he stopped came and he stopped came and he stopped and then in the end I just um, I think I just toe poked it in in the end and it just went to the side of him and went in and it sort of trickled in and all I could remember was behind that goal were their supporters. And I just stood in front of them and I just looked at them and there's one guy I caught his eye and the look he was giving me. <laughs> I 
fun. He didn't say anything. They didn't say anything at all. But the look of anger on his face. And then uh, I think we played them the following week in the league over there. And they couldn't stop kicking us. They were kicking us because I think the draw was that night. After after we beat them, we went back to Gander Green Lane and we were drawn against Coventry. So basically, they just wanted to kick us to bits so we couldn't play against Coventry. <laughs> so Barry said at halftime, listen, don't get involved in anything because this is what they want to do. They want to kick you out of playing Coventry. So, um, no, that's probably the, the moment, hopefully, that they remember by Hopefully. That, <laughs> that memory is a strange thing, but I, I've got a feeling that mm. game might have been... Because when I first moved to the area, I I, I used to support Man United. They, they had lots of Irish players in the team. Yeah. team. Um, but I kind of moved to this area and kind of realised that Manchester's quite far away, actually. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to support it. So I went around to different clubs to see different things. Yeah, and right. I actually knew something were playing in the cup against Aylesbury. I, or they, I knew they were playing Aylesbury. I rocked up at Gander Green Lane. Oh. <laughs> and this woman was looking at me going, what are you doing here? I went, I've come for the match. And she was like, yes, it's not here. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, um, I don't think I've actually told that story before. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly around that time, you were scoring lots of goals. Because I, I remember, yeah. I think the first two games I actually came to, I think was Innsfield and Yeovil and I think you might have got a hat-trick in, in, or, or two, two goals at least in, in both of them oh the uh, Enfield game the Enfield game Enfield 3-1 I think it was and Yeovil 5-2 yeah, five, two. yeah. Um, they had um, Dave they had Dave Dave Howell at the back and um I was I was like a good mate that day but he, he was he was hard as nails at the time and they had Andy Pape in goal who, right who was really easy to wind up. He he hated everyone, Andy. I don't, I don't know. I hope he's calmed down now. He's, he's got to be over 60. And he, but he used to hate everyone. He was a really miserable goalkeeper. So I used to love scoring against him. I always used to let him know that I scored against him. <laughs> but um, yeah, they they had a good team at the time, Enfield. But I always used to, I was quite lucky against them. I always used to score against them. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. Before we started recording, I did say to the missus, I said, oh, if I start sounding like a little school kid, it's because this is the one who made me start coming back to Sutton all the time because <laughs> you're winning. So. <laughs> um, so you may have touched on this. Um, so what what sort was the story about how you came to leave? What, 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 why did you leave? Where did you go? Oh, what my gosh. That was the story. Um, I broke my leg in 91, and the manager at the time, uh, rather not saying anything. Um, we didn't. We didn't really get on too well. Let's just say mm. we didn't really get on too well. And I, I, I didn't really want to play for him. Obviously, I was obliged to play for him, but um, I didn't break my leg on purpose not to, <laughs> not to play for him. But, but before, um, it's going to be hard to say. I, I, the atmosphere wasn't the same, shall we say? Um, and I could only see the club going in one direction. Um, and it did in the end, um, but I just wanted to get away. And I did in the end, and I went to Welling. I didn't play for a year. I didn't play for a year because I had a pin in my leg. Mm-hmm. And I had to go, and I had to go to um, the FA for a tribunal so I could get released and everything like that. Um, all the time I was, I was injured. I got, I, I, you know, I got calls from players and stuff like that, but nothing from the other side, if you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. so I just made my mind up. I thought, no, I'm going I'm to go. But I was I was lucky. I got I got invited back by Mr. Gain, uh, Alan Gain. 
And then as soon as I, as soon as he signed me, they sacked him, <laughs> which was strange. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because he signed me. But then, but but then John took over. Yeah. Um, but I think at the time, um, their sort of the the wage structure was a bit regimented at that time. So I was I was on loan. I was sent out on loan to Welling. And yeah. uh, the strange thing was, well, um, so I couldn't get in the Sutton team. Um, it seemed that I couldn't get in the Sutton team because I was sent out on loan. But I was, so I was sent out on loan to Welling and they were in the conference and I was scoring regularly for Welling. <laughs> so um, I think a few people must have thought, hang on, you know, is that a player? And he sent him out on loan and he's scoring for Welling, but he can't get, can't get into the Sutton team. So that, that was a little bit weird. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't John's fault at all. I know what the situation was. I think he had his hands yeah. um, tied for certain things. So, because um, I always got on well with John, whether we were playing or whether, and he was always honest with me and he more or less said things, you know. So um, I knew at the time it wasn't down to him. So I just said, yeah, that's cool. So I went there and everything was all right. And I was scoring a lot. Then in the end, I went there permanently. I went to Welling permanently, which was which was good. Uh, I think that year I came second top goal scorer behind Lee Hughes, who was at Kidderminster at the time. Yeah. And then he signed for West Brom. West Brom. And then I went from I think I went from I went from uh, Welling to Kingstonians under Sir Jeff Chapel, <laughs> which which was funny. That was that was a funny thing because um, we had a lot of players. We had a lot. Of players who came out in the league and you know they were top earner crazy top, top mm. earners like, how much what <laughs> you know crazy um back in the day you know when you look at some of the figures uh, it was mad and then um yeah so i was i was i was brought in to play with eddie akamoa remember eddie yeah, i don't really yeah. remember little eddie lovely guy really nice um, i still talk to him on facebook he looks exactly the same he just hasn't changed he looks like he sleeps in a oxygen oxygen tank or something like that he looked exactly the same scary and um i said to him um you know oh, it's gonna be good eddie and he, you know i can fit him on for you and he's done for anyway so we started off really well and then i came in for training and uh, everyone said oh dave, dave lee worthy's here oh no dave lee worthy and i'm thinking now oh it's gonna be three of us playing up front eddie me and dave no <laughs> it was just it was just eddie and dave and and Dave was such a nice guy, though. lovely guy, great player. Um, so I was I was sub most of my time there. But mm. just watching him play was, you know, his positional play was just unbelievable. He'd just drift off defenders. They they'd be watching the ball and he just drift off. He's he's probably him and Mac are probably the the best forwards uh, um, that I saw in non league. I think mm. those two and um, a guy called. Paul Carter, who used to play, or Steve Carter, who Smudger they used to call him. He he right. played for one for Runcorn. He was unbelievable, unbelievable. Just used to score all the time, constant. So they they were like the big shots of the of the league at the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember them spending lots of money. And um, Eddie's on my list. If he if he does listen to this, uh, I've got, oh. <laughs> I'm going to be getting. I'm going to be reaching out to him soon. Uh, <laughs> warn him to block my email. Um, oh. So again, we may have touched a little bit on this, on this. So, how did Sutton compare to other clubs that you played for, positive and negative, both whilst with us and 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 uh, after leaving? Um, positively, I think I think the family side of it was really good. 
um, negatively. We needed to be louder. Our supporters needed to be loud. I don't know what it's like there now. Is it loud now? No, it's silent. It's lovely. Oh, we used to, you know, like um, when I was at Dulwich, we'd have we'd have like 15 hardcore Dulwich supporters. And they were so loud. We, you know, they'd be like, home and away. But we always used to joke, if someone scored, uh, you know, be like <laughs> It's, it's, getting a bit excited there, calm down. <laughs> yeah, you've been, uh, you know, can you turn the noise down, Drew? But, yeah. um, I mean, the main the main voice that I always remember was um, the late Barry, Barry Aplin. Come on, son, lads, come on now. <laughs> yeah, come on, lads, come on, lads, come on, lads. And um, Barry always used to be in the bar with this book. He'd have a book. It was a massive book that he'd carry around like this. It was huge. And he'd just come up to you and, you, and he'd say, okay, how much are you donating? And and I never, all the years I was here, I never had the guts to ask him what the book was for. <laughs> I used, used to give him money. And, I, <laughs> you know, it could have been for his holiday funds for as long as, you know, I didn't have a clue. And uh, all the players just used to say, oh, you know, just give him money. Just give him money. Just give him money. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's similar now. Um, I think part of the problem is the two big, wide, um, curved terraces. Because if oh. if we do start, I mean, I'm not saying we do, but if, if we did start lots of noise, it just goes off into the, the air, so you can't hear it anyway. Yeah. Um, but we have started responding to the away fans going singing, is this a library? Like, we're doing the shh. <laughs> we're doing the shush, shush, be quiet. We're watching the game, shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's one of the things. And it, to be fair to the, the young ones, um, they are they are doing everything they can, and mm. um, they're trying to make us old kids join in with them a little bit and, and get something yeah. going. So who, who knows? Maybe we'll get a bit more cover on the stands. It, it, will, yeah. it will change. But, I heard um, a song. Um, I heard a song for one of the wingers that I saw on that. That was good. Was that you? you? No, you put it off on, yeah, because you're on TikTok. They all laugh at me for being on TikTok, and I'm like. No, it's all right, and I'm an old git. I go on it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, the day that I nicked it from an Arsenal fan, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't make it up. I nicked it from an Arsenal oh, fan. I saw um, it and I thought, oh, good. We never had any songs. Uh, I think I had a song when I was at when I was at Woking. Yeah, the thing was, uh, when I went from Welling to Woking, it was like playing playing for a protein. Their their crowd, unbelievable, unbelievable. We, uh, we used to have about three and a half each mm -hmm. home game, and it was it was just as such a brilliant atmosphere there all, all the time but that that was the only team within oh, you know a few miles apart from guildford so yeah. you always used to get a big crowd and uh yeah. the crowd were good they they had a little section that used to slate me even if i scored i'd still get abuse from one or two guys that's rubbish dennis you know uh, and then in the end if i scored and he said have a goal most of the time the supporters around him would laugh because it was just like in the end he just used to do it just for you know yeah which was funny um so you've obviously mentioned you've been down a few times watching like the warm-up and stuff but yeah. did you did you ever think that Sutton would be a league club when you, when you were there did you ever think they could be a league club yeah we um i think the highest we we got in the conference at that time I think we came about third one year. We had a really good year, and uh, I think we came third. But um, the first year that I arrived, I think we won. We won the league then. I thought, oh, all right, we're going to go in the conference. And 
and at that time we were just always sort of holding back holding back and then i think the following year they they were saying that if they don't do it some players would leave because you know they go to maidstone and enfields because they wanted to go pro they wanted to get promoted to the football league so um i think they might have got a bit scared to say that some of the players were going to leave so so they decided to go up to the conference and it was brilliant uh, i loved playing in the conference it, it, it was so good it was so mm. good it wasn't as physical wasn't as physical which was strange because I, I i thought going going from the theodora and then the um the other little oh, couple um before uh, the one below the conference it was theodora ryman ryman yeah. premier um it was physical those were the mm. days where you get a centre half would just clatter you from behind, <laughs> and then the ref would say, "It's all right, nine, get up. You got the free kick. You're fine. <laughs> Cut your leg later on." <laughs> <laughs> so, and then centre halves would get the first one free. You know, if if they clattered mm. through, they'd say, "It's my first one, ref." And it's all right. <laughs> you know, but now, you know, someone someone body checks someone, and then they're booked. It's it is crazy. It is crazy, you know. But um, I used to look at players like Mickey Stevens, and 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 I could never understand why he wasn't a professional. And uh, mm. I I used to say that to him. And uh, I, I mean, Paul Paul Rogers was in the end, but we had so many players who should have been snapped up, especially when we played Middlesbrough. Um, Paul Paul Rogers when we played them away, he was brilliant in midfield that night, and um, I can remember. Um, a few people were saying to him on coach coming back, they didn't think, you know, he was going to be with us much longer. And he wasn't, was he really? He got snapped up yeah, after that. Used, but, yeah. um, no, he was he was a brilliant player, Paul. Really, really, really good player. But uh, the funniest story, I think, was Efan. Efan Akuku, when he, when he came, yeah. I never forget. I never forget. Ken Island, he was doing the reserves. I think we'd lost mm. that, that day. So we went back to the club and we were having a drink. And all I can remember was his mock, mop of hair coming in kevin keegan curly hair flapping behind him and he ran up to us and he said oh my god oh my god we had this lad playing for us today he, he's unbelievable he's going to be pro he's going to be pro and we're all right ken you know and he said efan efan his name's efan and barry went off with him and had a chat and all you could see was ken doing this and then he came and played with us the following week and i think we played this pattern called pomo Barry called Pomo, was positive, offensive, something like that. He found for some book that he was always studying this different. <laughs> and um, I think we played Enfield that that following week, and I think it was me, um, um, Joycey. I think Joycey was still there. Me, Joycey, Maka as well, and Efan. So we had four strikers. We didn't have much in midfield. Four, poor, poor <laughs> Phil Dawson and and. Paul Rogers <laughs> and kind of running all over the place. We had like four forwards. So so we played like 40, 44, basically. Yeah. And 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 it was just crazy. And uh, I think we won something like six two. And Fan scored four goals. He was unbelievable player. Unbelievable. And uh, he was so cool about it as well. You know, he was just took everything right. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. So uh when I see him on TV and he's doing the I'm like, yes, well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, he was a nice guy as well. Yeah, fan, really nice. Yeah, locked up for a trial with his boots or something around his neck or something. Yeah, yeah just open trials. Oh, <laughs> and, and the speed 
the the you know his his speed just just from like a starting he's vroom, he's gone. Mm. But um, I feel sorry for his brother because his mm. brother came for a trial shortly yeah. after he left, and we all had oh. Fan's brother's coming. Oh, a lot of pressure on him. The poor lad. He, he wasn't. He wasn't Fan. No. Well, you you do expect the younger one to be to have a little bit more because the, the, it's usually the younger one has learned all the tricks from the older one. Yeah. So you expect yeah. the younger one to have something. No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was different. But but he was a nice guy as well. Right. So this question, I love this question. So what skills or qualities? Would a, <laughs> prime lenny dennis bring to the current team so you are in your absolute prime your peak of fitness peak of form what what do you bring to the current squad i can make a good cup of tea at half time <laughs> <laughs> quality cup of tea <laughs> no i wasn't bad at heading i was all right with heading so maybe they could bring me on for the last minute <laughs> and see if they'd hang one up at the far post um yeah probably because as i said i wasn't i wasn't as i was all right i wasn't a fast player i wasn't a person who was going to dribble around someone i wasn't that kind of player i was i was just probably an old school center center forward and i and i was lucky that i was uh, at a time where the players at that time played played to my not strengths strengths <laughs> so, so i could just hold it off hold it up play it off and just peel off and and that's all i had to do and i was lucky uh, that, that that stood me in good set so when i when i see the modern players play and they drop deep and they get it and they create play like kane does and all that i'm thinking oh my god i could never could never have done anything like that that's too complicated for me or so i used to love watching uh, and i still love watching Giroud play mm -hmm. um because he's probably the last throwback to the time when I played, where he would be the forwards and they aimed for him. And I used to love that. I used to love having the competition with the centre half and all during the game, you know. I used to love all that kind of stuff. And uh um and you know his job is to stop you from getting that ball. Your job is to try and hold the ball up for your yeah. teammates to join up with you. And, and it, you know it was good. Um I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't run into the chat. I wasn't a person who could run into the chat. Well, maybe a few times, but I wasn't that type of player. So I always used to play. But but that used to make me laugh. I, I could never understand how me and Maka, we sort of formed this understanding because he wasn't fast. Maka would be mm. the first person to say he wasn't a speed person, but he was quick in, in his head. Yeah. He was razor sharp, razor sharp. So he never used to have to do that run. And I didn't do it either, but we used to play off each other. So I'd flick it on and he'd be there and he'd play it off into my path and stuff like that. Um, we never played like the big player and the little player, which, yeah. which is what I played a lot at other teams, mm -hmm. uh, other clubs I played for. But with Maka, we just we just understood each other. We knew where we were going to go. But, but I think our main thing was, at that time, you never really had um, a, a pairing up front who used to switch. But yeah. we used to work on it in training and we used to switch. So if the ball was with Robin at right back, I wouldn't just show up for it. Um, I'd come out. Like I'd hear Maka say, come out, and I'd go out and he'd come in space. So then the centre centre halves wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. They wouldn't know whether to follow me or pass me on. And, mm -hmm. and then in that time, anything can happen. You know, yeah. Paul Robbins coming through the middle, Phil Dawson going through the middle. Um, 
And so we used to work on that a lot. So you know, we used to confuse a few defenders at that time because the defenders back then they weren't they weren't your defenders. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't imagine certain players I played against. I won't name names. Uh, Darren Anderson. I couldn't. <laughs> no, Darren. Darren, we the funny thing about me and Darren is that we used to. I think none of you used to hate Darren, but we used to have a lot of battles together, me and Darren. And um, he's a, but he was a lovely guy because in the end he joined Sutton, and we got on really well. And and it was strange because um, I think Tony said to me, um, "Oh, Darren's joining us." I said, "Darren who?" He said, "Darren Anderson." Darren, um, Darren Anderson, and he started laughing, and I went, "What?" I said, "I'd rather him be on my team than against." <laughs> We used to end up just kicking each other in the end, you know, it used to be crazy. But no, me and me and Maka used to work on that, and and that's what I think that was our secret that we just used to play close to each other and then off each other really well. We just knew where we were, you know, where we were at the, um, at the time, most of the time, anyway. Okay, this one's going to be a hard mm. one for you, considering mm. considering the players that you've played with at Sutton. So, what player from Sutton's 125 year history now? that you didn't get a chance to play with on the pitch, would you have liked to have had a chance to play with on the pitch? Oh. So, Vets games don't count. So if you played in a Vets game, it doesn't count. Oh. But we, so which player would you have said, do you know what, I really would have loved to be in the same team as? There's only one player, Larry. Larry. <laughs> Larry Richmond. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Larry, I was scared of Larry when I first when I first went there because I knew the history of Sutton, you, you know, and Larry was always... If you heard Larry Pritchard, then he knew, you know, Sutton, 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 Sutton. And so when I first went there, Larry was doing the first thing, but he was doing training and everything. And normally non-league football, you'd always get people not not chatting, but not always paying attention when the coach is talking. They're either doing their doing their laces, tying up or something. Mm-hmm. I only knew two people in football, and when they started to speak, everyone would stop and just stop and they'd Larry and Barry, they were the two who, as soon as they started to talk in the dressing room, people would stop talking to Sharp. And Larry had this aura about him. And he still got it now, even when I went to the um, uh, inauguration thing um, for the um, Hall of Fame thing. I saw Larry there. I was like, all right, Larry. All right, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> he still got this. And um, I can remember there was one game. I think I had a good game. And he came up to me and he said, well done. That's all he said. He didn't. He didn't say how he thought I, I did. Uh, how how he thought I'd, I'd done well. He he just said, "Well done," and that's all he would need to say. I was so happy that night. It was unbelievable. You know, I could have ran home back to Catford from Sutton along the motorway, but um, yeah, that's all he needed to say. You know, I would have loved to have um, played because he just everything about that was just professional. It was all done right. It had to be done properly. Had to be done properly and he wouldn't put up with people if they weren't doing what he thought they could do properly you know like um, if he if he didn't think that you're at a level you should have been at then he'd probably tell you so yeah yeah probably larry and also if i could squeeze in another one steve galloway steve galloway always yeah i always wanted to partner steve up front but we never really had the chance because mm. when he left i went there so and Steve went to Sweden, and oh, yeah. and it was through Steve and Macca that I got the chance to go to Sweden. So, um, and also it was through Steve how I got to Dunwich. So I oh. often tell you because I'm still in touch with Steve, and um, 
and he often says, "Oh, if it wasn't for me, you'd be." <laughs> you would follow me around. <laughs> yeah, so I went from Sutton youth team. No, I went from the Bromley youth team to Dulwich through Steve, and then when Steve left, and he went to Sutton, and then from Sutton, I think he went to Palace, didn't he? So then I went, I went to Sutton, and then from there, I managed to get to Sweden through Steve as well. So it was all, you know, Steve and Macca helped me there a lot. But also Barry, because Barry allowed me to go. He didn't have to let me go. He, no. he could have said, no, you're not going. So he actually allowed me to go, yeah. So but Larry probably, yeah, Larry. You, you mentioned um, your teacher. Um, so is that what you went to straight after football? Or yeah, you... I went, um, when I came back from Sweden in 1990, actually, um, I was a technician at the time, which, which was a joke with all the lads because... Back in the day, um, we didn't have, you know, it wasn't like a DVD and all this. We had the old VHS tapes and um, Bruce always used to have the same tape. We had two tapes that we used to play. It was 101 Best Goals and 40 Towers. They were the only two videos, I think, that were allowed to be played. Anyone tried to play something else, it'd be like, get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> so Barry used to find it funny that I was an audiovisual technician. And so whenever something happens, he'd say, Lenny, come and fix this for <laughs> And uh, the only problem would be that the RF league would have fallen out. And I'd put it back and he'd say, oh, cheers, Len. I want to be hit. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like, what was the question? Oh, my God, I've been <laughs> rattling on. It's and so when you finished playing, did you go straight to the yes. thing? Or? Yeah, I went. Um, so um, I did a B.Ed. Uh, honours for four years from 1990 to 1994 and so I qualified in movement studies which is PE and uh, I've been teaching ever since but then I retrained to do primary so now I can teach from reception or nursery all the way to GCSE year 11 which is good but, but currently I'm um, I'm a sort of half classroom teacher and half PE um, specialist specialist at uh, school in Dulwich, yeah, yeah, which is good. I love it. I love it. It's good. And you, yeah. you still do a bit of um, coaching as well? Or? I've actually got my, um, I've actually got my own website. All right. You could give the plug in. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> it's www.toptoptechers.com. Yeah, toptoptechers.com. I haven't been on it for a while because we had to, um, God, I hope it's still there. I hope nothing dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you check for me, please? It it's doesn't. something completely different now. <laughs> God, is it up there? Are you looking at I, it now? I, I'll have a look now. One second. <laughs> but yeah, what it's is it? Not live, is it? Not live, is it? <laughs> top top techers football fun week at Dulwich. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Is it all right? Well, it says you. It says you're going to resume in September 22. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've got to change that. Yeah, I've got to change that. Yeah, because yeah, we yeah, I came back and I couldn't get there. Yeah, so I, I will change that. But um yeah, so um I do that. Uh, I do that at the school where, where I teach. So um I do weekend sessions, um and holiday sessions sometimes as well, which is good. It's good, it's good laugh. I think I've got my picture of Civil Regis up there with me. I think it's uh, this. Oh, I don't know. It's, I think it's the, the bit um, about me. I think it's. Ah, uh, so you got. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got the good age group kids there, the ones before they're. Uh, they start oh, sharing breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before they. 
Well, well, some of them do that, and some of them have been watching Italian football. They're doing this as well. <laughs> where, where, where have you seen that from? You know, and uh, it is, you know, it is a bit crazy. But um, I mean, my my one criticism of the football now, um, I watched a program the other day about the academies, and I don't agree with academies at all. I'm not a I'm not a fan of academies. The players look under so much stress, and I think the people who put them under that stress are mainly the parents because yep. they they put so much pressure that, you know, you've got players who are seven and eight and they're saying, oh, I can't go back to grassroots. I can't go back to grassroots. The first time I saw it, I was like, what? So they're looking down at young players who, who play grassroots football just because they're at an academy. And they could be at an academy from, I think it's five now, isn't it? Five yeah, or six? Something stupid like that, yeah. And then they could stay there season after season after season until they get to, I think it's 17, and then they get to know whether they're going to turn pro or not. And and even when they turn pro, they're on something silly like seven grand a week, yeah. seven, eight grand a week, which is, you know, why are you giving a 17-year-old that kind of money? It yeah, just doesn't, I mean, make any, doesn't make any sense to me. Obviously, it's loads of money in football, but I think they, um, <clears throat> that's one thing we could learn from American sports is all their contracts are kind of weighted to the end of the contract. So yeah. you, you get you get money, but it's in three years' time if you if yeah. you see your if you see your contract through. So yeah. um, you, you're not getting it straight away as as a young and then yeah yeah. It's so many kids who feel like their career is over. Yeah, Ian Wright wouldn't exist. Jamie Vardy yeah. wouldn't exist yeah. if, if it was 15, 20 years time. It's yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, we've we've got Eastie who came for the Arsenal thing. I mean, he, he did get into the first team and so on. Um, but then mm. we've also got Kobe, who's come up the other direction. So we've got yeah. two players in the same team who's kind of gone completely different routes to football. Yeah, no. um, yeah, yeah. It, it is all very strange for kids. It um, is crazy because some of the, some of the I, I mean, I was watching it. I was cringing. There, there were some of the parents. They were. I mean, each each training session was like a cup final for the for the players, and then the coaches are pulling them aside after each training session, and they're analysing the session. I saw something on TikTok. I, I'm on there for hours looking at the football drills, <laughs> and there was one guy that said that um, academies should be should be taken away completely. They should go back to training with their age groups. So, but it's all separate. And then mm. if they think they're good enough, then they keep them on next year. But the pressure that some of the parents on there was there was one guy on it who wasn't allowed to go to the training session because he was shouting over the coach because the coach was telling him to do something he was telling me son, oh drop back drop back no 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 push on push on push yeah. on so so whenever i take the team for for the school that i'm at um, i always tell the parents before say listen, listen uh, encourage your child but please don't tell him or her where to go positionally you know leave that to me if i get it wrong then i'll, then I'll get it wrong but please leave that to me now, but what i do do is that i allow them to have an input at half time so i will give my half time talk say look we need to do this 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 and then i'll say something to the parent you know normally i just use one and I say you know have you got anything that you want to say and if they say oh yeah yeah can i say that i'm you know really proud the way you're doing it and I say, okay that's it but i don't let them have an input tactically uh, i let them say you know oh, i was really good we're doing this or we're doing that but i don't let them say oh i think you should drop back or anything but some <laughs> some of the parents are just looking at the contract that would make their life a lot easier yeah, absolutely 
I haven't got a son and my daughter's into dance, so I'm quite lucky that um, I've actually been a dance dad. Yeah. And so, so, but I, yeah, but I can't shout out. She should be at the front of the line. What's going on? Well, I, I, um, I used to run a Sunday team, and uh, then my eldest played football. Um, so she, she was it was, um, it was little league, um, but I was kind of coming from being on the sidelines with a bunch of Sunday league footballers to um, sort of under seven girls. Yeah, and I'm like. I don't know what to do and I, I i couldn't do my obviously couldn't be my normal self because they're kids yeah, um, yeah. so what i did is i agreed with the manager that i would film my daughter oh well, not that's anyone cool. else but what it did is it just meant that i was concentrating on filming her oh. nothing else on the pitch yeah. because i knew i would be that come this way come do this come yeah, do that. Yeah, and, yeah. and even even though i didn't I, I put the film up for her to watch she's up I mean, she was seven or eight she was like dad we are not sitting watching my game we're not doing that not a chance um but the youngest one the, the five-year-old is saying that she wants to play football now and uh, yeah well no me and the missus are kind of going wouldn't you rather stay dancing that's all indoors <laughs> do indoor stuff don't, don't make me stand oh, out in the cold again um, oh, yeah, no. it's, uh, we used to get very very annoyed at lots of the parents getting way too excited oh. uh, uh, I mean, I, I I did. I will admit, I did some coaching from the sidelines, but I I stand by it because it was one of the girls on the opposition side. She mm. was a bigger girl, and she was trying to track the runner of someone way more skillful and way yeah. faster. And I was like, yeah. don't try and run with her. Just run that way. Cut her off from getting yeah. into the box. Yeah. And then she did it on the next time, and I was like. Why did I just tell the opposition player what to do? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I can't even stand watching in the park kids football because because of the parents. I'd yeah. love to just stand and watch the kids play because one of the first questions you should be asking as a parent is, "Did you have fun?" Never mind everything yes. rest. Just, yeah. Did you enjoy yourself? Did yeah. you have? Fun? Yeah, because yeah. The kids learn more from going on the wrong run or doing the yeah. wrong thing. Like, oh yeah. And if the dad is telling them what to do, or the mum is telling them what to do, they don't know mm -hmm. why they're doing it. They just no, they're just doing it. Yeah. yeah. Why am I telling you your job? Anyway, um... <laughs> I'm all, no, 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 it's fine. No, I'm all. Um, I'm always trying to trying to tell the kids. You know, the first thing, just have fun. I mean, even 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 us as adults. I mean, I can I, I can name some coaches when I was at Sutton. And I'm not going to do it, and some other coaches where where we used to have a session, uh, and it would last two and a half hours there was one one person oh my god two and a half hours the session would last for and it and it wasn't you know it wasn't a session where you'd think oh okay we've done a lot of this we've done a lot it was a lot of standing around and it would be weather like this we were standing around all that time and and then i went to welling and we had theo foley i don't know if you remember theo oh, yeah. foley and he said to us our sessions are going to last no longer than 45 minutes talking about football we can't have a session for after football we'd come off drenched <laughs> and and we would have done everything we we, yeah. we did a warm-up and everything was with a ball we did warm-ups with a ball we do the doggy drills with the ball we do little fun games with the ball and you'd be amazed how much that, that you would take in we do our positional stuff in the changing room on a board so anyway, i want you to go there you go to there because he used to say, "There's no point doing it outside. Just going to get cold. You get injuries." But yeah. but it all depends on the the coach you have, you know. And um, as I said, Barry was 
he was just a master of um, knowing how to treat each player. I didn't know one one player who had anything bad to say against me. No, you know, even if it, funny, the, the funniest thing that happened to me at Sutton, this is the, this is, I never, I don't know how I didn't mention it before. <laughs> um, my my mum who's passed on now, and Barry obviously has passed on, um, and Barry was so smart the way he did this. At the end of my first season, oh, I was on, I was on good money. You know, some other players were on a lot of money, but I was on good money. And everyone knew how much people were on and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but but that wasn't the main thing about our team. We, you know, everyone knew what people were getting, but n- no one really bothered. Yeah. Because we just wanted to play, and 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 Tony would say to us, right, okay, you're all going in for your for your talks, yeah, blah blah blah. Make sure you sign. Make sure you sign. Make sure. Like, all right, and skip. All right, and skip. So we'd all sign anyway. It was it was like a formality. But Barry said to me, oh oh, how's your mum, Len? And I said, yeah, she's fine, because I always used to be talking about my mum and dad, blah, 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 blah. And she, he said, oh, I'll tell you what, why don't you invite her to come in on Saturday for your talk? And I'm like, oh, I thought, that's nice. That's nice of Barry to ask ask that, you know. So I told my mum, and my mum was like, oh, he sounds like a lovely man. Okay, let's go in. So anyway, so <laughs> we're driving there, and my mum said, oh, this is nice. I've never been to Sutton before, so we got Sutton, came in. As soon as we came in, you go, yeah, Barry and Dave, Dave Wall, God rest his soul, Dave's gone as well, at the door, greeting us. And I'm thinking, what was going on? But where Barry's office was before, it was above the car park area, so you could see cars coming in. Mm-hmm. So this is all part of Barry's plan. <laughs> and I didn't know, I just didn't clock on. So, so we pulled up. I walked in with mum. Barry and Dave are up there. They've given mum a cuddle. Barry and Dave were like, hello, Mrs. Dennis. Oh, it's so lovely to see you. And they were, my mum was like, oh, it's so lovely. They're lovely people. Really nice. We got up to the room. They bought mum a drink. And they bought this, bought that. Got up to the room and um, started talking to me about a contract. And 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 uh, I wanted a little bit more. Not a lot, just a little bit more. Because uh, mm-hmm. I did all right that year. And... So in the, anyway, so in the end, Barry said, oh, we can give you this amount. We can't give you that amount. And my mum just turned around and said, oh, he'll sign for that. You just just <laughs> sign for that, Lenny. And I've gone, but mum, you know, I was, uh, no, no, you sign for that. You sign for that. <laughs> and and Barry gave me that look. It was like a, that little look. And I looked at him and I was like, no, I've <laughs> stitched up. I've been stitched up like anything. So anyway, it took me downstairs and everything. And they were like, thanks, thanks, Mrs. Dennis. We'll see you this time next year. <laughs> and he just looked, he just looked at you, me. Mom. <laughs> yeah. So so when I went in for training, he he, he couldn't start laughing. He was like, great, great to see Mrs. Dennis. Great to see you. I was like, you stitched me right up. He went, yep, we did. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. that was funny. Good times. I got stitched up when I when I eventually got to a game. Um, I got there really early, and um, the lady who was on the gate took me in, showed me around, um, got me to a, a program, a, a Coke and a Mars bar, and and mm. and it, so I didn't spend any money. So I was like sitting there with my free Coke and Mars bar and program, and I was sitting there going, "This is great." And then when you add it up over the years, you're like, they've got their money back, in they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, 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 they knew what they were doing. It's like, try a little bit for free. Go on, you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and then it sort of drags you into it, doesn't it? It sort of sucks you into it. I'm all yeah. crazy. Next thing you know, it's 35 years nearly I've been supporting. <laughs> like, 35 years? It, it will be in October because I started supporting oh, just before the 
commentary match. I didn't actually go to the commentary wow. match. Wow. Yeah. Oh, did you go to the commentary match? You didn't go? No, because I, because I had just started supporting and the tickets went on sale, I was like, you know what? This isn't right. I'll let someone else get a ticket. There'll oh. be my, I remember telling myself there'll be other big games. And it, Were they? It, oh. It, 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 was 30, it was 30 years later. <laughs> yeah. I but there that, was. I think that was our biggest game. No, no, um, we had... I think we had two seasons where we we did really well in the cup. Yeah, um, it was it was Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Yeah, and then the Coventry slash Norwich. Yeah. Um, oh God, yeah. We, we don't talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's when I realised I was a proper supporter because when that when that score was coming through on the old uh, oh. CFAX or whatever it was, um, I burst into tears. <laughs> so I was like, well, I must it have was, something in that, for him. That was crazy because we we uh, arrived and Barry came in. He was all elated. He said, um, Rosario isn't playing. Rosario isn't playing. He's injured. But we've gone, yes, great. He's not playing. But uh, they've got they've got a young guy called Fleck, Robert Fleck. <laughs> and no one ever heard of him. No, no, I think it's Fleck and Malcolm Allen. No, no one had heard of him. Oh, young guys coming in. It's all right. I think Malcolm Allen scored twice and Fleck got four or something like that. We were like, oh, would have been better off with Rosario. Nigel, <laughs> Nigel would have taken care of him, I think. <laughs> it's still good on that. It's, uh, it, it comes up every now and then that the, the Norwich supporters do remember that their team didn't give us any kind of take it easy. They were just going on it. it well, yeah, well, I don't time. blame them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony, Tony mentioned that he remembered Trevor trying to dig the ball out of the net quickly at eight nil he's like what are you doing stop it slow down oh no uh, there was there was one i think i think malcolm allen scored his third or something and trevor shook his hand and i was like no trevor no no don't shake <laughs> don't shake his hand Back him around the place. we're like this <laughs> I, I mean no. they were they, they were in a dip they were in different league that that game they were just unbelievable I, I think someone went to play the ball down the line I made the run and when they clicked it in their centre half was already there and I was like where did he, where did <laughs> did he, he come from <laughs> yeah where, where on earth did he go and I thought from then I thought this is going to be a long afternoon it's going to be a long afternoon I think we held on for 15 the first 15 minutes um, we had I, I think it was like a half I think Matt crossed it and it was whisked past and I thought oh you know and their crowd were a little bit you could sense they were like, "Oh my God, what's going? What's going to happen there?" As soon as they got their first goal, that was it. That was it. And then they got a second one straight after, I think. So that sort of that was it after that. And then we were looking at the ref. How long, how long we got left? We <laughs> played twenty one. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to wrap out there. Thank you okay. so much for your time. Um, well, thanks for inviting me. It's been fun. It's well, been fun. The, the, yeah. the second ex-player on. You're the only player. The only player that's been on twice. Sorry. Um, oh, so, there you go. That's that's an honour. You can get anyone else. Is that right? <laughs> no. Everyone else, everyone else is busy. <laughs> I had to wait an appropriate amount of time <laughs> to oh, get oh, you back. Oh, I, had, oh. I had to let the restraining order run out. So <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a new one tomorrow. <laughs> um, oh. Hopefully, we'll see you down the lane soon. Yes. Um, and uh um still still stuck in the same spot on the curve <laughs> so, oh, i might be um, down um i might be down on saturday because they've got the uh inaugural they um i think it's mickey cornwall is, oh, no, is no, no. the um hall of fame the hall of okay. fame I, I think it's mickey cornwall okay. 
this is this is going out after so it's it's all right oh, <laughs> you've okay. not you've not revealed an exclusive it's fine oh no no, okay. no, okay. <laughs> no no it's fine okay. i would have cut i would have cut that out <laughs> but perfect um in that case i might see you on saturday yes um so um thank you so much for your time and take care and thanks Thank everyone for listening um, yeah. and um anyone who sees lenny around the ground um give him give him your grads <laughs> yeah you. be nice cheers take care Sports Social Podcast Network.